Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, Shawnee, how are things with you uh, with the lockdown and uh, so on? I, I saw you showing off your skills there, your hurling skills on Twitter, keeping yourself entertained. Yeah, anything to keep going, Trev. Uh, <laughs> skills were kind of gone down a bit as well. I've been surprised how poor the touch had gotten. Jesus. Um, yeah, look, isn't it tough going, I suppose, in, in one aspect of your life, but in another space, I suppose. You're walking more, you're getting out mm. with the family a bit more. Without this morning, you know, for a big walk down the marina. So yeah. some aspects are tough, obviously, employment-wise is tough. Um, I suppose I was lucky enough, I suppose, in the recruitment game that I could work kind of remotely and mobile from the base, but um, in general, it's not too bad. Um, I think the fitness levels have definitely got up a bit. Um, but I suppose from a spectacle point of view, it's hard, isn't it? There's nothing on the telly to watch. <laughs> I know, uh, but that might change soon. Obviously, with the, with all the talk of the Premier League coming back, the Bundesliga is back a few weeks already. So, you know, in that regard, Sean, are you positive that uh, are you hopeful more than positive? I suppose that there might be a bit of GA action uh, this summer. Yeah, you're right. Hopeful more than, than than positive, I suppose. Well, you know what you are doing a bit. I thought even John Horden of late, his, you know what he's saying. The narrative coming out of him is it has changed a bit. Um, fairly vehement the other night, or a couple of weeks ago on the Sunday game. But I just thought of late. I heard him recently saying that we'll see and maybe see what across the water goes and you know what June is like. I tell Trevor if we don't get a major spike in June, you know they might allow you know a club scene start maybe towards the end of July at least training anyway. Mm. Um, give the club scene a chance and then maybe have an inter-county scene at the tail end of the year maybe the last quarter maybe late yeah. September going into October um, now the thing there as well I suppose weather starts to deteriorate and championship really is about the summer and the fine days imagine a championship day I mean Cork we're due to play water for I think today yeah. imagine that as a spectacle in the fine weather but um, mm. yeah hopefully more than positive um, and let's see how June goes please God know as I said the numbers are low in June and we get something because I think people are crying out for it actually yeah, if you were a player today, Sean, would you be, you know, chomping at the bit to go or would you be very cautious, sir? Look, personally, I'd be chomping at the bit, but I mean, that's because I'm not medical and I I was always blasé about these things, a cold or anything, hardly took any pills. Just really was a case of, you know, enough to try and get back and take a, take a night in bed. Obviously, this is way more serious than that and medical people mm. concerned or, 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 or bang on, they know exactly what they're saying. But as a player, I suppose you live in the bubble, you train for matches you're bursting to go and I'd say Trevor the last two weeks especially with the weather coming good fellas must be very very frustrated but yeah. the powers that be are, are, are guiding them properly so they just got to be patient Yeah the players staying in shape is, is key obviously um, Sean as well It is um, and it's funny like because obviously followed the soccer as well like, you know, this is sports do the Sunday supplement and they were doing this on Zoom or whatever it was on and uh, one of the girls is very good on the independent she was saying that you know, obviously, they're, they're training individually in that, um, but that's only to keep an eye on the body fat and to keep the aerobic levels up a bit. But 
you know, that type of training versus match stuff or so the poles apart, like and I suppose that's the concern maybe with managers across the water that they don't have enough of the sort of match type training where they might get a couple of practice games in mm. to kind of get to that peak fitness and you know, while players are probably tipping away and doing a bit in maybe in twos, because I mean, obviously with the social distancing, you probably can do a drill in twos. Um, that versus the match stuff is going to be pulled apart. So maybe expect players to be a little bit rusty if it does mm. come back at some stage. Um, but, but it's hard, like isn't it? It's hard. You know, you've got coaches for a reason. Training conditioning, particularly in the Cork scene, is as, as good as you're going to get across the country. And they're they're very very good. These training conditioning guys, these fitness trainers. So no matter what you do on your own, I don't think it'll ever be the same as if you were doing the collective training. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, what kind of shape do you think Cork are in from what you, you've seen in the National League and so on? I think consistency or the inconsistency has been a problem, obviously, for Cork over the years. But, you know, if there is action and it's maybe a knockout, what, what kind of shape do you think the Cork hurlers are in, uh, Shawnee? Um, look, I, I, it, it's a weird one, Trevor. Just talking over the phone to, to buddies and that over the last few weeks. You know, In a weird way, the knockout scene might actually suit Cork a little bit better. I mean, I suppose, you know, obviously, look, we're not winning all Ireland, so obviously that's disappointing. But we have been desperately competitive in the Munster campaign. Um, last year we were going for three in a row after winning you know, in 17 and 18. And we probably have some of the most exceptional talents in the game, you know, within Cork. So definitely there's lots of positives. Um, I suppose we just have this tendency maybe over the group series. It doesn't seem to suit us. And last year was, was evidence of that. And, but when the chips were down, we went to Limerick and we got a marvellous win. Mm. Um, and it kind of put us back on track a bit. So the kind of one-off scene m- might even suit us better, I suppose, on a wider scale. You know, car curling is probably, like, it's definitely making strides. You know, we're not in the doldrums. Um, but, like, you're measured on, on all Ireland titles. And you see, like, you know, with Limerick winning of late and Galway winning just behind it. Like, you know, we, we, we just have to be winning all Ireland titles. Um, mm. Is the club scene strong enough? You know, are we producing enough at, at school levels? I'm not sure, but... Like, if I was to call it critically, I would say we're still probably a little bit behind the hunting pack, the, the, the real favourites. But with those exceptional talents in the team, you always have a chance. And those fellas would include, obviously, Patrick, Patrick Horgan and Alan Cadigan. You know, Connolly Hanlon's still a huge fan of his. Like, if fellas like Connor get their form back, then we have a great chance Jimmy Harnady continues to play great stuff for club and county. Mm. Um, anyway, and if the backs, one or two of them could tighten up a little bit, um, we still have an exceptional keeper in Anthony Nash. So there's huge positives throughout the team. Um, we just probably need you probably said yourself there Trevor we probably just need to get that bit more consistency into our play to have a really really yeah. solid chance Yeah you mentioned it's been a long time 15 years hard to believe since our, our last All-Ireland title and you know you've been a selector down the years as well uh, Shani that's that's obviously a role um, that, that you really enjoyed you know Yeah I did um, it was a completely different perspective um, and obviously working with super players and with a super backroom team and then an absolutely incredible manager you know, it was a great thrill for me. Um, and it was different. I didn't really realise how different it was, Trevor. I mean, you kind of go and play and you kind of forget about the side line really when you cross the white line. But like, um, and, but you're very insular and while they say it's a team game, and it is, you're thinking about your own performance. Mm-hmm. Um, really, all the time, you know, and you're getting yourself fit and ready and you're getting your touch right and you're getting your shooting in to make sure your striking is okay and your point take, whatever. Whereas on the line, you're worried about everyone. You're worried about the keeper, you're worried about the jersey, you're worried about the, 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 the food before the game. Are they going to eat properly? We used to have a little three hours before the game. So for us, like that rice, this rice, they prefer that type of chicken, so they like sauce. It was incredible, the whole thing combined. Yeah. Maybe has it gone a little bit too far, I don't know. But look, it's part of the preparation. So as, a, as being part of management, you kind of worry about everything versus the playing days. Mm. The thrill really isn't playing. But I really enjoyed it. Um, and, you know, the two games in 2013 were exceptional, but the big day really was the must have find winning the must have find the last day of the old Parky Keith in fourteen, a day like today against them with a massive crowd. 
Paddy coming on getting the goal towards the end oh, it was magical and a memory you take for the rest of your life Trevor really really enjoyed the experience Yeah good stuff uh, I know um, you're probably aware as well of the stat that Cork won in All-Ireland in every decade since uh, since Hurling began bar, bar this one out like, which is disappointing because we didn't win one for 15 years and, and players like uh, Patrick Horgan who you know well you know has never won an All-Ireland yet he scored something like 21 goals on over 400 points in the championship and he, he's never won an All-Ireland yet which is, it's just uh, crazy isn't it? Yeah, it's amazing. Um, and I suppose that's what the last couple of weeks have been about, reflecting and looking back at old matches and old paper clippings and that. And a lot of them have been on about sort of wonderful players like Ken McGuire, Paul Flynn, John Milan as well, who are in the same sort of mm. category as you want. I suppose the advantage of Patrick is he's still playing and he's in his prime and he still has a chance. Um, I suppose the, yeah, and it would be great to have him middle. Um, we're talking to him lately there. I suppose he's not going to be measured on that either, Trevor. You know, that kind of way, like he'll still be always remembered forevermore. You know, no, and when his career finishes, has been an absolutely superb hurler. Mm. Um, but everyone in the, you know, it's weird. Everyone in the county, and even when you talk to fellows up the country, I think would love to see a player of his in picking up a medal. Um, but it's amazing. Uh, it's a frightening stat, really, that we've gone through this decade or the last decade say, without winning one. We've been close. We've won some provincial titles. We've won some national league stuff, or got the finals anyway. Um, and we were desperate and lucky in thirteen. You know, obviously, only looked look, the replay the other night. I haven't looked at the, the draw again in a while but I looked at the replay the other night and even in that you know I couldn't have even at the time thought that we were well beaten but you look back at it we were so so close to goals that I mean Ash got you know Pat Cronin had a superb performance Pat got a lot of stick but he was a super player um, we were so unlucky that if we had won it I kind of think it might have taken off and Cork Hurley might have just gone in a different direction we mm. didn't and obviously 14 was good but we went back into a bit of a lull in 15 and 16 came again 17 18 and last year was disappointing so we seem to be yo-yoing an awful lot yeah. So hopefully the next decade to come will bring Tees Garden all Aaron and hopefully one for the likes of Patrick and, and many more. Mm. 21 years since you won your one and only All-Ireland in, in that rainy day in Crow Park, Shawnee, against yeah. Kilkenny. Massive underdogs going into it. Uh, that was some victory on the Jimmy, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Yeah, very, very special day. Um, some fellas might say that it was a, I won't say a lucky All-Ireland, but one that people didn't expect. But it doesn't really matter when you get it. Um, mm. You cherish it. Um, yeah, I suppose I'm a little bit disappointed. I didn't. I was young enough at the time. Thought I might pick up a few more, but we still cherish the memory. Um, working under Jimmy, and probably I was used to him at that stage because I had him at minor a couple of years earlier, and um, he had come in. And when I came in, he was he gave me my debut in '97, so I was well used to him. And I mean, the atmosphere he created, and even the guys he brought into the back room. You know, Shawnee Leary, Tom Cash, Johnny Crowley, Fred Sheedy, John Allen was doing the robes and that. It was just magical, and the whole setup was. You know, the board and everything, and Tommy used to be doing the gear. We just had it, it was just mm. a continual crack from game to game, challenge game, practicing, training, you know. Um, and I just heard General Sullivan or the Rock there was been interviewed there as well over the lockdown, and he referenced it as well. It wasn't magical time. We were young and innocent, we were raw, and we were on his every word. He could have told us to do anything, and we'd have done it for him. And I could be, I suppose, with unbelievable respect for him, but our nemesis really in hurling to beat the Cats on the day, a mm. dull, dull, a wet day, low scoring. <laughs> It was magical, Trevor. Um, yeah. And as I said earlier, you know, cherished memory. You'll never forget it. Yeah, I, I was glad that I was there in Crow Park that day to, to witness it as well. Uh, fabulous stuff. Um, you played with many great Glen players down the years, many great Glen teams, uh, Shawnee. But unfortunately, I suppose the big disappointment for you at club level is that you never won a county with with, with Glen. Yeah, yeah, big disappointment. Um, but again, still m- memories of playing with the club that are brilliant. Uh, as you said, played with super players and kind of came onto a panel in '93 as a young lad. And Pat Horgan, the old Pat Horgan, was coming to the end. Um, which isn't just absolutely an awesome. His overhead striking at the time, but was incredible. 
um, Tomas was there, Tomas Mull, the Fitzgibbons, John and Kieran, um, the McGuckins, Christy and Kieran McGuckin, Kieran mm. Keane, Liam Martin, you know, the, the list is endless really. They were all super players, Dino Cooper. Um, and then I came on and 94, 95, 96, those couple of years at the start, actually we challenged and we were very close, we were very lucky in 96 and there were younger players come out to the scene then like Richie Kelleher, Brian McSweeney, Conor Reardon was an excellent free taker, Joe Reardon was a brilliant midfielder and we were very unlucky in the 90s, I suppose the 90s was about the divisions really and mm. the Rockies came towards the end of the 90s but you know the Bars won in 93 and then after that the divisions took over between Carberry, Avondue and Imo Kelly um, they were exceptional sides and Look, we weren't lucky. We were beaten in a replay in '96. Mm. We were beaten by the Rockies in '98. Um, and then the Northies really was, you know, look, it was a struggle. We were regularly only played two championship games. You know, won the first round game, beaten the second round, or maybe lost the first round game, beaten in the back door. But you know, you just kept plugging away. You kept plugging and you kept going. And the following year, you always felt you had a chance. Um, and while it was disappointing, I still have unbelievable memories and brilliant players to play with. And you know, really enjoyed it. And in the end, actually really enjoyed playing junior. Went back down Cronin was the manager. I was always very friendly with Don and Kenny Carroll, Dermot McAuliffe. I'd be very tight with them. They were the selectors and we had a great run. We won a city division in 2008. We beat beaten by Dripsy in the county mm. and we were beaten by Nemo the following year. So, yeah, while it wasn't a, a club career that was laden with loads of medals, um, still fabulous memories and cherished every one of them. Yeah. And uh, Glenn ended a 16-year wait, didn't he, in 2015? So that that was uh, that was important to, to break the dock, wasn't it? It was, Trevor. Yeah, like it is a fabulous club and a famous club. And to go so long, I mean, you're talking about decades without titles, as in Cork. I mean, the Lynn went without a, a title in the 90s and the 90s. But then to, to turn it, uh, we started to turn it, I suppose, 2010, got the final, beaten by a brilliant Saris team. 14, beaten heavily by a, still a brilliant Saris team, but mm. obviously then it was 15 and 16. Um, to beat Sars in the final in 15, to, to be there in zone then in 16. Um, that was, was incredible and to get a bit of a run as well in the in the Munster Club. Um, I experienced a bit of it last year. We were beaten by McKelly in the final, but um, we played Boris Lee. A brilliant game above and Turles. Um, it was my real first experience of, you know, provincial club activity. Um, it was a little bit different, a different brand of hurling and a different type of atmosphere and, and challenge. Um, but yeah, I mean, the the... From 10 to, to, to 19, we've contested, I think, five finals and um, we've won two. And, um, you know, the younger age has been thriving and we've get, we're getting to fail a final. So, you know, it's been a fabulous couple of years and please God, it continues. Yeah. And I, I just uh, seen there recently, Glen Rovers have a new podcast out. I mean, the social media thing has really taken off over the years, isn't it? Just thinking about you before you come on and, you know, since you were playing in your play days, the social media stuff has really changed, hasn't it, Johnny? It has, Trevor, and obviously then, you know, the media, you know, the inside out and backwards, there can be so many brilliant things with it and, you know, negatives as well. I think some of the stuff, I'm often heard Davy, Davy Fitz on about some of the comments that people post, mm. you know, they can be quite negative and they can be well, kind of damaging, um, at least when the pundits are on the telly or the radio, they're putting their neck on the block if you want and they'll call it and they'll say, I think people have more respect for that. And um, what I don't like are these keyboard warriors, to be honest, as well. I think they're they're... You know, they're not great guys, to be honest. Um, but someone, at least if they say it, and they, they're saying it in the public domain, you know you know exactly what their viewpoint is, and they're being honest and forthright. Um, I suppose the last couple of weeks, from a Glenn perspective, has been good in that we've had a, a brilliant Glenn man and a very brilliant, great player, Owen Cronin, that was abroad, work-wise. Um, and he came up with this concept. He's come up even with the idea, the middle pitch. I suppose every club has their own little... You know, symbols and one of the symbols in the Glen is the middle field. We have three fields, the top field, the bottom field, and obviously the middle field is the senior field, it's the main field. And when you get it, you feel that there's a big day, a championship's coming. So 
he kind of appropriately called the podcast the middle pitch. Um, yeah. And it's brilliant. You know, we just go through, you know, well, we've only, we're only on our second episode now as such. Uh, we did one, releasing the next one probably next week. And just going back over what memories, old players, current players, discussing things, their memories, you know, what it was like to play for the Glen. And so far, so good. Like after episode one, it's gone down really well. We recorded the second one there, no one's late. We'll be releasing it next week. And uh, Patrick's on it. Patrick, Patrick Hogg and myself and one are talking to him. And um, I think it'll be good. I think it'll go down well. He's opened up great, spoke about his career and little things that have helped him along. So um, hopefully people will enjoy it, if no doubt they will. Great stuff, I'm sure they will. And uh, we'll be uh, talking about Finbar's team. Speaking of the Glen, Finbar McCarthy, we gave the task this week, Shani, of picking the best Northside team over the last 30 years against the best Southside team over the last 30 years. So we'll get your view on that shortly. But just, um, you, you were born yourself in Mayfield, Shani. Did, did you play other sports growing up in Mayfield as a young lad? Yeah, um, we like made, made the soccer, football, soccer, what you want to call it, was very popular in Mayfield, um, Trevor, mm, yeah. and like growing up, probably played more of it than, than the hurling and the football. Um, Mayfield United were kind of strong and Joe, Joe Kennedy, he was affectionately known as Jojo. He was our coach um, from probably, I don't know, nine or ten on. So the tank field where Brian Dillon's is, we, we used to use that field there. There was Porter Cabins there, tug off. Um, we thought we were in Carrington or somewhere, Trevor. We thought it was the greatest place in the world, you know. It was yeah. incredible. We would meet Jojo, bring the nets up, collect, collect them in the house and up in the walls. Um and he'd play football, tennis, he can put all these mad types of drills that were brilliant actually for first touch and control and accuracy and balance. Um, and we just loved it. And I kind of played it then up till about 17, 18. Did a bit then with Village after that and then you know, the hurling started to get serious and made a cock minor selection. So I started to choose. But um, no, just a great love for soccer. was fostered at a young age and from a spectacle viewpoint, like say, I, I love watching the soccer. I'd be a huge Liverpool fan. Um, yeah. I can't wait, please God, for the Premiership to kick off in, in the next couple of weeks. So it was mainly the J hurling and, and football and, and soccer were the sports. Yeah. And uh, I, was, I was just thinking earlier, yourself and Roy Keane, the biggest sports names to come out of Mayfield. <laughs> did, you, <laughs> did, 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 you, did you ever meet Roy? Did you, um, Sean? Um, I when Pat would be a year older than me, right? Be three or four years older. So he was. I went to the opportunity, so he was behind us. I was a car guy. They were behind and buying presents. So I would have kind of played against Pat. We would have played up in the all by the pitch of me. We would call it the Alla. Yeah. So um, um, Stuart Crichton and and Stuart Coyley and, and all those sort of came. But right, Pat Keane. They all they're the names I remember. They used to play up in Cargill. But um, the only time I met Roy actually, I met him at a match, a hurling match, clear in Limerick. Actually, it was up there with some of the selectors. In 2013, and um, I started boasting to him that I knew one of his buddies, Anthony Keneally. Remember Anthony? I played yeah, the Cove, yeah. soccer players. And, and Cork City, yeah. And, and Cork City was a brilliant player, wasn't he? he um, was. Did he go across as well? I think he went to Birmingham or something for a while. Yeah, I went away for a while. He was, he was, he was a great player. Very skillful. He was a great player. Mm. Yeah, I was, I was going to boast on the ride, and I knew him. And then Rye said, Oh, just he's at the match with me here. And two minutes later, down comes Anthony down the corridor, and I'm praying that Anthony will recognise me that Rye went to him a complete gumbean. <laughs> Please God, or thank, thank God, Anthony said, all right, Shani, I was going, so that made my day as much as Anthony said. <laughs> right, he didn't think I was both of them. But um, you must be excited anyway about uh, the next few weeks that, you know, Liverpool finally uh, winning the title. I know the old slag about Liverpool was they didn't win the league since they got rid of the back pass. But uh, yeah. <laughs> this, is a, this is a very exciting Liverpool side. I was now under... 
If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Under Jorgen Klopp? Ah, yeah, deadly. Um, I went over last year. Um, I thought it would be a total of 5 But the whole place is buzzing. Um, I mean, the straight force, the three boys up front, Manny and, and Firmino, obviously Salah. Um, and then the, the combination, I mean, he might be everyone's cup of tea, but Milner is so strong and he's 8 out of 10 every day. Um, Henderson and Van Dijk in the back, I mean, they're superb. Mm. So did you relish the um, battles with the, the north side versus the south side, uh, Shawnee, with the, the rivalry? It was big, wasn't it? It was. Um, and it wasn't just, I suppose, because of the parts of town being north side versus south side. Was, I suppose the fact that they were just brilliant teams and from a young age in the Glen, we were fostered on that sort of game against typically the the, the Blackhawk or, or Bears Championship game. Um there was a bit of spike building up to it in, in, in training. Um remember some, you know, North Hurley games I suppose against them ninety six against the Bears when we hadn't beaten them in a long, long time. We beat them after replay. It was a brilliant game and Joe Earden super score to, to level it from sixty or seventy yards out the first day. Um and then against the Rockies, you know, we just couldn't get it over them. We're beaten in a, a wet summer's night in ninety seven. Um beaten in a semi final in ninety eight and we drew them in 04, but they caught us again in the replay and beat us by six or seven points. But, you know, they had exceptional teams. Um, and while we never really got it over them, we got it over them once, I suppose, against the Bears in 96. Other than that, we, we struggled. We always relished it and we always kind of brought our performance on a little bit. Um, and they were fabulous games. Trevor really, really enjoyed playing against them. Yeah, who'd win it? So just finally, Sean, that north side team versus the south side team, who'd win it? <laughs> Actually, the north side, we will hand you up, Trevor. <laughs> L- loads of scores for yourself in uh, Mull and Tori Sully. <laughs> Keenly fought battle, I'd say. Yeah, it would too. I'd be, to, be, to be more who with the referee to keep fellas, but keep an eye on proceeding. It's <laughs> the biggest challenge. Brilliant, Sean. Thanks for your time. We appreciate okay, it. Okay, Trevor. Um, no and, bother, uh, Stay safe and um, keep yourself busy as, as much as you can, as a fellow okay, says. Okay, Trevor. You too, bye.